We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? It is Monday. It is the 17th of April, I believe, 18th of April. And I'm not Stevie TPFL. He is currently working on his office, I think, doing some renovations. Internet's a little bit spotty, so I'm taking over. But don't worry, I've got you covered. This is Morning Grind, and this is baseball. I'm joined by one of the best in the business. Eyes 819, Keith Eister. How you doing over there, buddy? Doing good, man. Um, wrapping up, obviously, we, re- we record the night before when we do these. Wrapping up a long day of baseball and uh, basketball, playoff basketball. Uh, so yeah, re- ready to knock this out, get, get ready to start a new day tomorrow. Right. That's the beauty of what we do. Um, uh, no matter what happens the day before you, you get to start all over and, and go at it again. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know that any day that I lose several thousands, I know that I can win it the next day. It's, it's, it's always hopeful. And you know what long run, I just pretty much know I have the edge. I'm going to make money in long term. So any bad day does not matter. Although today, pretty good day. How good was that? Nets Celtics game yeah man that, that was awesome uh, that's that's what we live for with the playoff basketball just put the stars out there and just let them battle back and forth just just absolute entertainment so really looking forward to these playoffs we should get I mean that series is going to be phenomenal uh, we've got several other awesome matchups down the road I think but yeah I'm, I'm super excited for these NBA playoffs yeah it's 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 going to be fun but we got baseball to talk about we got a full nine game slate which is pretty solid for money. Let's just get right into it. We got the first game. We got Arizona going up against Washington Bumgarner versus Josiah Gray. Oh, eight over under in this game. Let's start off with Bum here. Obviously old, over the hill, not as good as he used to be, which he used to be very good. Um, going up against Washington, there is some potential rain possibility here. There is 46 degree weather, so who knows if this game will even play, but we're doing the night before. We don't know what's going to happen. 
check with Roth on that. We're going to break it down. But Bumgarner going up against Washington. He is cheap. He, for some reason, doesn't seem to get blown up at all. But I don't think I can go there with 6.4K. I mean, he's just not good. He doesn't have big K stuff. He's sitting under 20% K rate. Only getting to 80 pitches in his last outing. I don't know if I can do it here. I Even at 6.4K, it is cold, but I think I'm staying away from him. Yeah, I mean, he is super cheap, but the, the strikeouts just aren't there anymore. There's no upside. And there are actually a couple of – there's actually quite a few cheap pitchers that I like on this slate. So fairly strong pitching slate. Definitely don't think you need to go to Baumgartner on this one. Yeah, well, I mean, even over on the other side, Josiah Gray, I mean, he's a guy that gets super wild. He's looked pretty solid so far this season. 80 pitches and 82 pitches, so we don't know if he's going to get much over 90. Still getting stretched out, that shortened spring training. But the guy has pretty solid strikeout stuff, had 25% K rate since the beginning of last year. Seeing a 7.9K, only a 3.8 implied run total for Arizona. If the weather looks good on this, I think I have some interest in Gray just because 46-degree weather, not good hitting weather. I think that he can end up with five strikeouts. And as long as he doesn't get too wild, I think he can end up with a 20, 25 point outing here. Yeah. I don't mind gray. Um, a t- very talented pitcher. I think still a young guy figuring some things out, but pretty good matchup here against Arizona. Um, just, it's kind of what I just touched on though. I, I like a lot of pitching on this slate. I like people that are, they're cheaper than him. I like guys that are more expensive than him. I don't know how much of him I get to, but I do like him in the spot. Pretty good matchup against Arizona. Not the best spot for strikeouts, but I think Gray has has the stuff where he could rack up some Ks here. Um, like I said, not sure how much I'll get of him, but I do like this spot for him. Yeah, yeah. And then on the hitting side of things, I mean, obviously Arizona, not a great lineup outside of Marte, who's just fantastic. I don't hate him um, in this spot here, even at 5.3K. I mean, Josiah Gray, he can strike out guys, but he gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to opposite handedness. So, I think that you can go with Cattell Marte at 5.3K. I think that you can go with pretty much any of these hard-hitting guys here. I mean, Pavin Smith, Varsho is always a solid overall option. Um, no longer catcher, catcher eligible, it looks like, but staying at 3.6K. Anyone with some power, I think that you can go with Christian Walker, obviously, on that list. Um, Beer, if he makes a lineup, has some pop, but... Uh, any of the power guys, I don't want to stack going up against Gray, even though he can walk some guys and get wild. I didn't looking for one off power here. Marte, Walker, Smith, Varsho all kind of fit that mold. Yeah, I, I think you nailed that perfectly. I'm in specifically lefty power. Uh, Gray had a decent split uh, in his brief time last year. Uh, love the Marte call. Um, I, I wouldn't even mind a shot on Peralta. Uh, he has not been great here recently, but hits from the left side of the plate. Uh, has been known for home run pop in the, in the past. Haven't seen it in a while, but uh, I think Seth Beer would, would be my favorite play. Just 3,400. Uh, like you said, a pretty good prospect, has some pop. So I, I, I like your call. Hunting home runs here and specifically from the left side of the plate. Yeah, and then over on the uh, Washington side of things, I mean, Soto, Bumgarner is still old and past his prime and not great, but he still is, does pretty solid going up against lefties. Righties, he definitely struggles. He never really gets into too much trouble, so I don't think a full stack is in order for Washington, but Cruz is the guy that immediately stands out. I mean, he's old, but he still has a bunch of pop. Him and Bell, I think, are the two guys that I would really look into. Sitting in mid-4K range, both of them can easily take Bumgarner out of the park. Anyone outside of that, maybe Cesar Hernandez is a cheap guy, probably leading off 
has some decent pop going up against the lefties, but it's really those guys. I mean, if you want to take a shot on Thomas or Franco, both of them are fine. They're cheap, like sitting right around the three K range. I don't mind them as salary savers, but Bell and Cruz are the two guys that really stand off the page. Yeah. I have quite a bit of interest in this Washington team. Actually. I think they line up pretty good against Bumgarner. Um, Nelly Cruz, like you mentioned, just he's the one that, that stands out as just a phenomenal play, but Soto is 6,300. Nobody is going to play Soto lefty lefty at 6,300. I think you can get him. I mean, we'll have to see where the ownership shakes out, but I'm guessing he's going to be like 2% owned max. Yeah, exactly. Especially on a course slate. There's, there's no way people are playing. Yeah. So I kind of like this stack here. Um, Like it's cheap. There's some guys at the bottom that are cheap enough that help you uh, fit that Soto salary in there. Uh, Nelly Cruz, love him. Add Josh Bell to that. And then if you go cheap with like um, Kiber Ruiz at catcher, I think is a great option. And you mentioned Lane Thomas. Like, I think just the overall balance of the stack, I have some interest, uh, not only just because it's again Bumgarner, but the Arizona bullpen is pretty bad as well. So I like Washington quite a bit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. I mean, I'm staying away, but I, I just I, I don't stack versus Bumgarner anymore. I know he's terrible, but I've lost way too much money doing that because for some reason, even though his numbers are bad, he just doesn't get blown up. Maybe it's that veteran in him, but who knows? Um, let's move on to the next game here. We got San Francisco going up against the Mets, seven and a half total here, two solid pitchers. We got Alex Cobb going up against McGill. Let's start off with Cobb. Looked absolutely fantastic <laughs> in his first outing. The the velocity's up, only went 83 pitches, still had 10 Ks. Cobb has got to be one of the best options on the entire slate. I mean, he was solid last year, always had this stuff. And now the velocity's up, sitting at a 25% K rate since beginning of last year and sh- should be close to 30 if this velocity keeps here. Big round ball guy like Cobb might be my favorite pitcher on the entire slate if this uh, weather doesn't get postponed because it's only going to be 46 degrees over in New York tomorrow. Man, another Alex Cobb truther. I love it. I was all over him in his first start. I, I wrote up his over K prop in my my article for scores and odds, and I laddered the Ks on FanDuel. I think I took it up to eight Ks, and he obviously cashed every single one of those. Man, what was the eight K prop at? Like three sixty? Uh, it was even better than that. I think Dang. it was like four sixty. Dang. <laughs> I'm a fan of Alex Cobb. <laughs> There's always a ton of narratives out there for um, for training. Velocity seemed to be a very real thing. He averaged 92 and a half on the on the fastball last year. Came out and he was averaged 94 and a half in his first start. So this is a very real change. We don't see this often from 34 year old pitchers, but he's a guy who's worked on this over the last two off seasons and gradually been raising that velocity over the last two years. This is not the same old Alex Cobb that we were used to in, in Baltimore. This is a, like a hard-throwing strikeout pitcher now. So the matchup against the Mets is not great, but he is far, far too cheap for this skill set right now. Uh, absolutely love Alex Cobb. Thanks. Glad to hear we're on the same page. And then over on the other side, McGill, I think he had a pretty solid outing his first time out. Like everything looked great. Next start, 24 uh, points. Like strikeout stuff is there. Like this kid, second year in the league, looking very solid. Going up against Ares, or going up against San Francisco, not the best hitting team. Three point two run total. He's up there at nine point three k. I don't think he's my favorite spend up on the slate, but there's not really a great spend up on this slate that you really want. Still early on, still not 
great pitch counts. I know McGill might only get up to 85, got up to 76 and 68 in his last two starts, but I think he's still very viable. He looks fantastic so far. And this weather, very solid pitching weather. Yeah, McGill has been really good uh, and in, in tough matchups too. Like Washington is decent. They don't strike out a ton. And Philly has just loads of power and, and he's been pretty dominant against both of them. So I don't love the, the price tag. And there's a lot of pitching that I like on this slate. We just talked about Cobb in the 7K range. There's a couple more we're going to get to. Um, so I think there's there are just better options that are cheaper. And it's a, di- a pretty difficult matchup against San Francisco. Not sure how much I'm going to get get to him today but like the pitcher don't love the matchup don't love the price tag yeah yeah that's fair and then on the san francisco side i think not great in weather really not great pricing if you want to go with anyone you kind of want to target lefties going up against miguel although he's been solid against lefties this year so i'm probably rolling with a guy like Estremsky. um would be the main person i mean belt solid but he's over 5k crawford solid he's over 5k um jock jams is a decent salary relief at 3400 but really it's yaz and it's peterson are the only two that i would even think about but i'm mostly staying away just because price tag in 46 degree weather is not worth it yeah i'm with you just really no interest here um tough ballpark as well is the only thing i'll add on if you want to try to try to one off a home run here and there i don't mind that but i'm definitely not stacking mm-hmm. now the other side cobb we're both on the same page. We like him. Bad weather. Everyone who's a good hitter in this offense, Alonzo, Lindor, Marte, are all priced over far, over 5K. The only guy I would really think about is Alonzo just because that dude mashes and he's the cheapest of the three main guys. I don't think I can pay that price tag for any of them, though. And everyone else, like maybe McNeil, if he's leading off, it's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, again, with you, cold weather, tough ballpark to hit home runs in. Um, really good opposing pitcher. So I'm, I'm pretty much out on the Mets. All right, well, let's move on to the next game here. We got Pittsburgh going up against Milwaukee. Thompson going up against Lauer. We have a eight and a half total or is it nine total? I don't know, depending on the sports book. Let's start off with Thompson. Not a good pitcher, not great by any means. He's cheap, but five implied total going up against him. Um, in his first outing, only got 67 pitches. I'm crossing him off. Yeah, I agree. Cheapest pitcher on the slate, but we have a lot of pitchers that are underpriced today, in my opinion. So I don't think we need him. All right. And then Lauer on the other side, a little bit of interest. Again, it's going to be a cold weather game. Supposed to be 39 over in Milwaukee. I mean, they have a dome. I'm guessing they're going to close it. So probably not going to really matter. But Lauer, first outing, like he's always been a salt strikeout guy. Um, Didn't do great in his first outing, but got up to 90 pitches here. Um, Pittsburgh, not a great lineup. I don't know if I want to pay that price tag. I'm not against it. Again, the pitch count of 90 or 89 in the first outing gives me a little hope should be in the mid nineties, low nineties range. I don't think they're going to give them up over hundred almost in any outing. Although who knows what the whole designated hitter in the NL could change things. Milwaukee could give them a longer leash, but they obviously have a great bullpen. I'm not against playing him, but he's probably not a guy that's going to make too many of my lineups today. Yeah, I agree with you. Great, great matchup. Um, but just, I, I don't know that he has the K upside we're looking for. I'd like to see it out of him. And I really don't want to pay 8900 to see it either. Um, just, I don't love the price tag. 
another just a, a good matchup, but I'm, I'm concerned about upside here, even against uh, this bad Pittsburgh lineup. Yeah, and then bats, I'm not like – Lauer's a solid pitcher. I'm not paying 4.9K for Vogelbach or Hayes, especially Vogelbach and lefty-lefty. Like Reynolds, solid overall hitter, but I'm not paying 5.2K for him. Yoshi's are like there's just no one that's really cheap enough in this lineup in a tough matchup here. I'm probably just crossing them off my list. Yeah, what did what did the pirates do to deserve these price tags? No idea. <laughs> Brian no Reynolds idea. at 52. Like don't get me wrong, but like I guess because they're indoors, maybe DraftKings bumped them. I, I don't know, but they haven't been great to start the year. They're all the algorithm's been terrible for DraftKings <laughs> this year. There are so many bad price tags. Yeah, I, I don't know. Pittsburgh is overpriced, that's for sure. Um, I'm staying away. Yeah, and then on the other side, I mean, Thompson's bad. Like, Milwaukee haven't been hitting great this year, but Yelich under 5K, Adamas under 5K, Renfro under 5K. I know he's not facing a le- lefty. McCutcheon sitting at 4,200. Wong, if he's in the lineup, probably leading off with a platoon split saying at 3,900, this Milwaukee team just seems underpriced. I mean, if Tellas makes the lineup, he's what? 2.8 K. Like this is just bad pricing here. They have a five implied run total. I mean, they're not as good as cores today, but they're still solid overall spot here going up against Thompson in Milwaukee. I like the stack. It's one of the better stacks on the slate on a point per dollar basis. Yep, I'm with you there. Um, Yellish at 4,700. I don't. I don't know what to do with this guy. Um, just haven't seen it out of him in a, in a really long time. I think we need to to reassess what we like the upside that Yellich has. Um, I'm not saying to leave him out of your stack or anything. Just wanted to point out that he has really declined from his MVP type uh, seasons. But overall, Milwaukee is underpriced. I agree with you there. Uh, Colton, Colton Wong is the one that stood out. He should bat lead off here at 3,900. Love that. Um, Renfro with his pop at 4,500. I, I don't mind that. Adamas is fine at 4,600. Um, let's see. Depends on who catches. I, I, Narvaez is 3,200. I would prefer him. Uh, he would have the platoon split, split. Caratini would as well with, as the switch hitter, but I would prefer Narvaez in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind this stack. I, I don't know. I'm not in love with it, but I do think that being indoors early in the season when it's cold in a lot of places does add some value here and obviously a pretty good matchup against Thompson. Yeah, no, something to keep in mind. It's like 40 degrees. Most of the U.S. There's like three good, actual good hitting spots yeah. on the slate, and we'll get to those soon enough. Let's move on to the next game. Again, could be really bad hitting environment uh rays going up against the cubs no total it's playing in brigley never have a total pretty much the night before wind looks like it's going to be 16 miles of an hour probably going to be crosswind so could end up blowing out could end up blowing in that's going to have a massive massive effect on things but regardless it's going to be 40 miles per an hour we'll start off with uh mcclanahan sitting at 8.1k not normally a guy that's going to go over five innings don't know if I can go with him, but if the wind ended up blowing in, even at 8.1K, if I'm getting five innings out of him in 40-degree weather with the wind blowing in, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Like, I don't care if he's only going to go five innings, maybe. Uh, only three times through the lineup or two times through the lineup. Still can end up racking up the Ks against a bad Cubs team. But 
again, we don't know because of the weather. Wait and see on it tomorrow. If the wind's blowing in compared to blowing out, that's literally a two-run differential minimum. Um, but yeah, depending on the weather, I think McClanahan could be in play. If it's neutral, wind's blowing left to right, even in 40-degree weather, I'm probably going to have limited exposure to him. I like him quite a bit in this spot. I think there's there's pretty big upside here. Um, when when the Cubs face a lefty, they generally bat Frazier lead off. Uh, they're they're kind of platoon in that center field position right now. Uh, Frazier's got a big K rate. Wisdom should be in there against a lefty, massive K rate. Uh, Contreras strikes out a decent amount. Like there, there are some strikeouts in this Cubs lineup. They do have some lower K guys like Madrigal and Horner that'll be in there as well. But McClanahan has just absolutely awesome strikeout stuff. So like you mentioned, not great. I think his strikeout upside is, is immense here in this matchup. I think he's a little bit underpriced at, at 8,100. I'll, I'll be targeting him quite a bit. All right. And then on the other side, Hendricks, not the same pitcher. He used to be still an average ground ball pitcher strikes out guys at a below average clip. We'll see uh, if the Rays end up platooning some guys out. If the wind's blowing in, I think I have some interest just because he's so cheap at 6,600. 40 degree weather, if the wind's blowing in, I will absolutely have some ownership in him. I mean, he's just not a great pitcher, but the situation is like there's not a better situation than cold weather, wind blowing in at Wrigley. Just great for run suppression. And likely Tampa Bay is going to platoon out a lot of guys. Hendricks strikes out lefties at a higher clip than righties just because of his changeup. So I have a bit of interest in him if the wind's blowing. If the wind's crosswind, I still think that he's a decent spend down if you just need to save money. But if the wind's blowing in, I'm 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 on board for him. Um and the Rays offer a decent amount of strikeout upside as well, which helps Hendricks who who struggles with strikeouts. Um so yeah, I, I think keeping an eye on the wind is important here. There are some ch- cheaper pitchers that I like, not necessarily cheaper than him, but like uh, Cobb is underpriced. I just talked about McClanahan. I like both of them per dollar better, but I do like the price tag on Hendricks. And if, the, if he gets a boost from the wind blowing in, I could, I could get on board. Yeah. And then bats in this game, like if you're targeting anything, you're probably targeting on the Tampa Bay side, but this weather just looks like it's not going to be warm enough for me to really take a shot on anyone outside of maybe Lau, Brandon Lau, or Lowe. I can't remember which one. I'm not taking a shot on Jeff Lowe or whatever his name is. But, I mean, it's it's just a spot <laughs> where, uh, like, you don't play guys in 40-degree weather with the wind blowing in. So I'm, I'm probably just out on bats in this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm certainly out on Cubs, regardless of what the weather is doing. Just a lot of respect for McClanahan as a pitcher, and the Tampa bullpen is is very good. I could see chasing some power on the Tampa side uh, if if the wind is not a factor. Um, Lau would be my favorite. Um, I could get behind a G Man Choi as well. He's he's pretty cheap at 3,800. Yeah, yep. All right, let's move on to the next game. Here we got Angels going up against Houston. We got Lorenzen versus Garcia nine total this game one of the better hitting spots probably the best hitting spot outside of Coors um either the dome is open in Houston and it's 81 degrees or the dome's closed and it's still better than any of the cold weather games let's start out with Lorenzen not really a guy that we have seen a ton but 
has not shown to be an above average pitcher or even an average pitcher in his time in the majors. Doesn't have a huge strikeout number going up against Houston, one of the lowest strikeout rate teams in the league. Five total. I'm out on Lorenzen. Yeah, Lorenzen is a guy that I bet against in his first start, uh, like pretty much a career reliever moving into the rotation. Um, just didn't think he would quite make as quick of an adjustment as he did. He came out and mowed down the Marlins. He struck out seven over six innings. Looked really I mean, good. it's the Marlins. Yeah, true. Fair point. Uh, and the Houston Astros are absolutely not the Marlins. So uh, just getting to say, yeah, like, this is not the matchup to target Lorenz. And he may be better than I expected, but this this is not the matchup I'm, I'm looking to play him. Yeah, and then on the other side, Garcia. I mean, he's just probably too expensive in my opinion sitting at 9.6k only went 71 pitches in his first outing even though he was pitching well so can't imagine he's gonna have that long a leash still an above average strikeout rate guy but the 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 angels have some solid bats at the top of their lineup i'm not paying this price tag for him yeah concerned about the leash like 71 pitches the last time out and now we need to pay 9600 on a slate that we have some pretty decent pitching values like I can't see myself doing it. The Angels have struck out a lot more than they were striking out last year for what that's worth. Uh, obviously, we're very early in the season. That's a small sample size. Um, but something to note, probably not the slate that I, I'm going to chase that because of that that $9,600 price tag. Yeah, and then the bats. I mean, Garcia is a solid overall pitcher. I mean, I'm never going to argue with Trout. Never going to argue with Otani. Walsh and Rendon got some pop, and they're probably a little bit underpriced if they're in the lineup. But overall, I'm staying away from the Angels. Not going to argue with Stack. Again, not going to argue with Otani or Trout as one-offs, but not something I want to target. against a solid pitcher in Garcia. Yeah, I'm out on the Stack, too. Uh, I do like looking for some home runs. Walsh, I think that price tag is very attractive. Otani is obviously always playable. Trout, same thing. He did get hit on the hand uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think so he may or may not play. So, Yeah, um, that's a bummer, man. I, I just want to watch this guy play baseball. I wish I really wanted to see him stay healthy. It's incredible to me that the Angels have potentially the two best players in the league, <laughs> yeah. and yet just Trout can't stay Oh, healthy man, right now yeah and oh and just the rest of the angels i i hope i would love to see them in the playoffs i would love that yeah yeah i would too so hopefully trout can can get back from that hand and uh we can get get some of that because that that's that sounds like a lot of fun to me as well but yeah I'm, I'm out on the stack i i don't mind hunting some power here if you want yeah and then on the other side houston i mean lorenzen he may have had a solid outing overall first game but he's still not a great pitcher I have no problem going with any the Houston's ex, an expensive stack, but it makes a decent pivot off of Coors today. So I have no problem with Altuve, Bregman, Tucker, Giriel, Brantley, like the cheap guys at the bottom of the life to round out a stack. Houston's just so good. And Lorenzen is not a great pitcher. I, I like this stack. And I mean, if I'm going to target anyone, Altuve, Bregman, probably my two favorite. Yeah, I like Houston a lot as well. Um, I just I struggle with how how well Lorenzen pitched in that first game. Like this was a guy who had like an eighteen percent K rate last year out of the Reds bullpen, and now all of a sudden he comes out and strikes out seven. And now that he's a starting pitcher, like usually we see the the strikeout rate decline when a guy goes from the rotation or from the bullpen rather into the rotation. 
I'm just I'm not buying that that Lorenzen is suddenly just an above average major league starting pitcher. So I, I'm going to be attacking these Astros for sure. I like the stack. Um, I think Tucker would be my favorite if I had to, had to pick one, but I'll, I'll be full stacking him. All right, I like it. Let's move on to the next game. We got Coors here, Philly going up against Colorado. Nola versus Cool. Um, Eleven total. We'll start off with Nola. Ten K. Only pitched what seventy five pitches, seventy six pitches in his first two outings. Don't think he's going to have that long of a leash. He's in Coors. I'm not touching him here. You in the same page? I am on the same page. Um, I, I don't think the Rockies lineup is great, and I think there will be opportunities to target pitchers in Coors Field, but th- this is not not the slate for that, um, and and too expensive as well for Nola. Not fully stretched out. Other good pitchers with upside on the slate, so I, I'm out on Nola as well. And then cool, we're not touching, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Philly bats that are the best stack on the I mean Philly is just stacked right now I mean Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskin, Schwarber, Segura, Didi if you want to like I know they're expensive they're absolutely worth it Cool is not a good pitcher he's not good to either side um, of handedness 6.3 total absolutely worth it only gonna be 70 degrees but at this point in the season I don't care I'm all aboard the Philly bats as one-offs I'm all aboard the Philly stack and you're going to be able to find one or two super cheap bats at the bottom of the lineup. So it, you, you can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. The number one offense on the slate. I think they'll be very popular in this spot against cool. Um, so you're, you're, we're going to need to find ways to differentiate. If that means we need to play the bottom of the order or we need to get weird with our pitching. I am completely fine with that, but I will have Philly exposure like crazy. Um, they are, they are in a phenomenal spot here in Coors Field. Yeah, and then on the other side, I mean, Noel's a solid overall pitcher. By the way, why is Montgomery still the most expensive guy for Colorado? Like, I, I do <laughs> That's not. That's just bizarre, yeah. Yeah, has not played a single. Is he even on the team, or is he in the minors? I don't, I don't know, but he's been the most <laughs> expensive batter the entire time. And then the rest of the Colorado bats are just super cheap. I mean, again, not a huge fan of Nola. But you can get Crone at 4,400, Brian at 4,200, Connor Joe, 4K, McMahon, 4.3, Blackman, 3.9. Like the core, the Rockies are salary relief in cores every single time. May not end up turning out well. And again, Noel's a solid overall pitcher. But I don't think I'm full on stacking him too much. But one offs with Crone, Bryant, Joe, Blackman, Rogers, Gritchick, if he's in the lineup, I, I'm, I'm rolling with him every single time until they get their price tags up as one-offs and salary relief. Yeah, they're, they're just too cheap. Um, I agree. Nola is not a, a pitcher I want to stack against. Pretty good uh, control historically, d- decent strikeout rate. So I don't like to attack Nola, but it's course field we're talking about, and there's nobody priced above 4,400, at least that will be in the lineup. Um, so, yeah, I, I just completely agree. I I'm with you. Don't, don't full stack them. If you want to do a three man against Nola, I'd be fine with that. I, I don't think the, the Philly bullpen is phenomenal and we're talking about course field. So totally on board. Uh, Rockies are just way underpriced. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. We got the reds going up against the Padres seven and a half total total. We got low dolo going up against Benea start off with the dolo. Don't know a ton of them, obviously only like 40 uh, major league at bats. Does not look like a great major league pitcher. Padres, 
solid enough lineup, I am probably not rolling with him at 6.1K. Ooh, I, I have interest in him. I know he wasn't great in his first start, but the, he is a like very top prospect. I think he was like the seventh overall pick a couple years back. Um, pretty good strikeout stuff in the minors. He, he probably hasn't figured it out yet, but 6,100, I think San Diego without Tatis is just not as potent as like their reputation that precedes them. So I, I have some interest here in, in Lodolo at 6,100. If, if he's going to end up chalky, I, I wouldn't be on it, but I don't know how many people are going to play him. Um, I'm not real scared of this Padres team right now. I always now. just and get so worried some... about someone. Like, he had three starts in AAA. Like, that's what we're – and he didn't do great – I mean, he was fantastic, lights out, double A. But anytime that you get a guy jumping from double A with only a few starts in AAA up to the majors, going up against, like, San Diego's not as intimidating as you would think they would be. I don't know. I, I guess you're right. If he's going, if he, if he was going to be unowned, I'd probably load up on him just because of his K stuff. But I don't. Do you, you really do make think a he's great point. Be like, owned? I I think he will. Yeah. Um, I think Cobb will gr- grab some ownership. Uh, the guy on the other side of this game probably grabs some ownership. I don't know. I think people might be scared off, and I'm willing to take a chance. Like people are scared of San Diego. I think, and and I'm not sure that I am. Um, but you, you do make a good point about that jump from double a to the majors, Matt Manning in Detroit is somebody who had that comes to mind. Well, that was the most a, ridiculous thing ever. Like went from a great strikeout pitcher to the worst strikeout pitcher in the majors. That can't strike incredible. anybody out in the majors. Yeah. But, but there are definitely like, that's not the only case. There are plenty of guys who have been great strikeout pitchers in the minors who come up to the majors and their stuff just does not play. So that's a good point. I hope a lot of people are thinking of, of that I'm, I'm willing, I mean, 79 major league pitches in his career. I'm, I'm still willing to put some sock into his minor league numbers and think that this is a pretty good strikeout pitcher here. Yeah, that's fair. What about on the other side, Manea? I mean, Cincinnati, not the intimidating life they used to be with Castellanos with everyone else, Suarez, all the other guys that they trade off and just did an entire rebuild. Um, Manea sitting at 9.1 K like it's expensive. He was pretty solid overall, obviously still facing the DH has done pretty well in his first two outings, San Diego, obviously great pitching coach. Um, he's been good. 9.1 K. Are you paying that for him? I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, the Cincinnati offense is, is watered down from what it has been the past couple of years. Manaya is a solid overall pitcher, pretty good ballpark out there in San Diego to pitch in. I like this matchup for him. He's not the biggest K K rate guy in the world, but I think there's still some upside here against this Reds team. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, what about Cincy bats? I'm probably just like, they're cheap. Anyone who's near the top of the lineup, like fam is sitting at 2,700. I don't, I don't think I'm stacking, but I don't mind fam as a one-off. Uh, Naquin is in there. He's sitting at 2,900. Like you got cheap bat. I don't even hate a little mini stack with whoever's in there. I mean, Aquino, if he's in there, 2100 makes things super easy. I, I don't, again, Manea, fantastic pitcher, but the price tags on these guys are just, there's not a single guy yeah. over 4K here. Yeah. There's, and Joey Votto is the only guy over 3K. This is insane. Like the, the pricing on the Reds is absolutely insane. 
I just said that I liked Manaya. I think he's a fantastic major league pitcher. He's not the biggest strikeout pitcher in the world, but uh, a very good pitcher. I'm, I'm still interested because of these prices. Um, they're just like, they make everything work. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other side, I mean, San Diego's probably not priced up enough. Uh, Machado 4.7 K getting the platoon split against an unproven lefty, even though he may be solid um, still got the platoon. I don't mind him. Um, Nola, if he's in the lineup, Voight, if he's in the lineup, 3,300, probably a bit too cheap with his power. Like, I don't love the stat. Oh, actually, I like stacking anytime against a uh, rookie, but I just don't like the lefties here. If the righties end up in the lineup, like if they platoon out a lot, you can make a pretty cheap stack out of this outside of Machado. Yeah, I, I do like Lodolo, but he is still a very young guy. Um, we saw him struggle through his first outing. I mean, there there is a scenario where this guy can't get out of the first inning. So I, I am all aboard the San Diego stack. I'll play both sides of this game, a little bit of Lodolo, a little bit of the San Diego stack. Uh, Jeff, they're a little bit underpriced, and there's a, there's a rookie pitcher making his second career start. So I think you can absolutely stack no matter is, uh, in, in against them in their second start. Yep, let's move on to the next game. we got Baltimore going up against Oakland, Watkins going up against Montas. Seven and a half total. Let's start with Watkins, who's hot garbage going up against the hot garbage <laughs> Oakland team here. Um, any interest in Watkins? Boy, this is just quite the game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, no interest. I know Oakland's bad, but Spencer Watkins might be worse. Uh, might be, even he if is he worse. Get, yeah, he is worse than Oakland. You're right. Uh, and even if he gets through four or five innings, there's going to be no Ks with it. So, yeah, he's super cheap, but no thanks. Yeah, and then on the other side, Montas, I don't hate it. I mean, Baltimore is really not a great lineup. There are definitely some strikeouts here. He's been solid overall with his strikeout stuff in the first two outings. Got up to 92 and 89 pitches, sitting at 7.3K. I think he's one of the better starters on the slate on a point-per-dollar basis. It's going to be 58 degrees over in Oakland. As long as the weather holds up with the rain, I think that he's probably right up there with Cobb. Probably not as good as Cobb, but a decent pivot. Yep, I, I agree with you. He is will be one of my highest exposure pitchers. Great spot for Frankie Montas. Um, this Baltimore team is going to strike out a ton this year. I took the over on tie-on strikeouts two days ago. It did not work. He struck out like two and in four innings, and then the rain delay hit. Um, so that did not work out. But then um, Sunday, Nestor Cortez went out and mowed down. I think he struck out 12. But just an absolute domination of this Orioles lineup. Very high Ks. Awesome matchup here for Frankie Montas. He is way too cheap for this spot. Yeah, and then the bats over on the Baltimore side of things. I mean, I'll take a shot on Mancini at 2,800 still. I'll take a shot on Hayes at 3,300. Santander, 3,400. Mountcastle, 3,600. But it's it's not paying 4,800 for Mullins. But same thing with Baltimore always. Taking one-off power is not the worst idea in the world, even in a bad ballpark for power. Yeah, I don't stack against Montas. Uh, don't love the ballpark. So, yeah, it, it would be strictly home runs I would be looking for. Uh, it's cheap enough. I, I like the Mancini call. I think that would be my favorite. Yeah, and then on the other side, I mean, Oakland, it's hot garbage, but it's cheap hot garbage going up against 
probably the worst starter on the entire slate in Watkins. So I'll take anyone. Like they're they're all cheap. If Vought, vote is on the lineup, thirty two hundred catcher position. Sign me up. Kemp thirty six hundred. Seth Brown thirty four hundred. Lowry thirty seven hundred. Not paying forty eight hundred for Murphy if he's in there, but. Any of these cheap bats with some power. I mean, if Pinder gets to start, he's sitting at, what is it, 2,900? This is a cheap stack, even in a bad ballpark. I don't mind one-offs. I don't mind the stack. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Watkins is uh, just a terrible pitcher. So uh, the Oakland bats may not be the best in the world, but they're cheap and and they're in a great spot here. I'll be curious to see how ownership shakes out between – Cincinnati is actually slightly cheaper than these Oakland bats. Uh, but a tougher matchup against Manaya, where um, the Oakland bats are probably worse overall. They're slightly more expensive, but they have a phenomenal matchup against Watkins. So be interested to see how these value bats shake out ownership wise. And I'll probably factor that in when I'm making um, decisions in my tournaments. But one thing is, is sure there's, there's definitely not, no lack of value on this, on this slate. It's going to be pretty easy to play whatever you want. If you're willing to jam in a couple of Cincinnati or Oakland bats. Yeah, and you only have one pitcher to pay up for and then Coors. So I think yep. the chalk build is going to be Philly with either a, what is it, Cincy stack or a, a stack. But we'll see. That's all tomorrow. Well, let's go on to the last game of the night. we got NL going up against Kershaw here. We have the Dodgers with heavy favorite. Eight total here. Let's start off with NL sitting at 8.4K. Solid overall pitcher last year. Didn't go terribly late in his first game, but he was getting absolutely slaughtered. Um, 72 pitches, but we can't really fully go off of that because I'm pretty sure he was pulled just because of the the terrible outing. So it could go a little bit later in this game. Solid overall stuff. But 8.4K going up against the Dodgers. I'm out on any pitcher versus the Dodgers over 8K. Yep, I agree with you. Um, This is not the spot to to try and chase him. Yes, he will be completely unowned, but that's, that's for good reason. Um, we've talked about several pitchers that we like, there's a couple of guys to pay up for. If you want to do that, there's, there's no reason to do it on this slate uh, against this extremely potent Dodgers offense. Yeah. And then on the other side, Kershaw, probably one of the best outings we'll see all season long from any pitcher. Um, of course, got yanked after seven innings and 80 pitches. Don't know how long his leash will be this time. I mean, the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. They don't want Kershaw injured, so I'm expecting probably around 85 pitches, 80 maybe, um, going up against a tough Atlanta team, but he looked fantastic in his first outing. I'm not going out of my way to play Kershaw, but if I have the money, I'm absolutely playing. Yeah, I think I agree with that. We need the temporary expectation. He's more than likely not going to go out and strike out 13 over seven perfect innings again. Um, and I do think like 90 will be a hard cap on that pitch count. They, they sh- probably will and should be extremely careful with this guy. They, he's a guy who's had trouble staying on the mound, um, but has been really good when he's out there. Like they want him healthy for the playoffs. There's no reason to extend him, especially this early in, in the season. Um, 10-3 is a big ask, and it's because of his performance the last time out. We did just talk about all the value on this slate. So I think it will be easy enough to play him if you want to. Um, I think I prefer Manaya point per dollar, but I, I will have some exposure to Kershaw just because like he doesn't even need to strike out 13. If he goes out there and strikes out eight or nine over six innings, that's that's still probably good enough this early in the season. Yep. And then Atlanta bats. I mean, the one bats I want, Albies, Olsen, 
Riley, all pressed like they're not facing Kershaw. So I'm out on them. And then Ozuna, Swanson, Duvall. Like Duvall's the one guy I might take a shot on getting the platoon split, but Kershaw doesn't give up a bunch of bombs. Duvall's still good enough at 3,600. I could see using him as a one-off, but that's, that's really it for Atlanta. Yeah, one-off Duvall or Ozuna would be fine as well, but definitely not stacking against Kershaw with his elite control. Um, massive strikeout rate, so um, maybe hunt a home run, but not even really interested in that. Yeah, and then on the Dodgers side of things, I'll I'll stack him against whoever. I mean, and it looked terrible at his first outing. Um, guy that immediately stands out as too cheap is Turner. Uh, he's sitting at 3,900, like solid overall. That Justin Turner, by the way, not Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner is expensive. Yeah, 5,800's not that cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot I have to mention the first name there. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to argue with Freeman, Betts, Turner, Muncie, any of those guys up at the top. But Lux and Turner, pro- and sorry, Justin Turner, um, and Bellinger are probably the three guys that stand out the most with their price tags. But I'm in for a stack. I'm in for one-off bats. I'm in for spinning up on bats. You can easily do it on this slate. The Dodgers in play every single day, even up against a good, decent pitcher in NL, just because of how bad he looked the first start. I'm willing to risk it. Any of the Dodgers bats are fine, but the cheap guys are the ones I'm mostly eyeing. I, I, I'm fully on board with that as well. Uh, it, the cheap guys just help you get the full stack into. Like, if Muncie is underpriced, at least the price has come up a little bit, but he, he's still a little bit cheaper than he should be probably. Turner, Lux, and Bellinger are, are far underpriced for their talent level. I'll throw Will Smith in there too. Um, like they should all be in the 4,500 and above range. And you got Bellinger sitting down there at 3,100 with two home run upside. So I, I love taking two or three of these cheap guys, throwing them in with one or two of the expensive guys and Freeman or, or Trey Turner. Um, yeah, it makes, makes a ton of sense to me. Love the Dodgers here. Yep. All right. Let's play the morning grind game and get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? Man, I thought um, I was going to leave you your preferred option, but it sounds like I'm stealing your guy. Alex Alex Cobb is, is who I want here. I'll take Montas. I've, I've been a big Montas they're, they're, guy for a long time. Yeah, so. they're both phenomenal. Like they're they're both probably $1,000 too cheap um, for their strikeout upside uh, in these and matchups. And their matchup, yeah. Love, yeah, love both of them. Yeah, uh, over 8K to get 15 or less points. Who's your big pay-up bust? Uh, we just talked about the Dodgers and how good they are, so give me Inoa. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with – this one's tough here. Um, Luis Garcia, just because of his potential piss, pitch count. Um, un, I can't remember this game. I haven't done this nearly enough. Um, under 4K to get two or more hits. Who you got? Uh, Gavin Lux, uh, just any, anybody hitting in that Dodgers lineup, I am going to be playing a ton of, uh, I know Lux has, has struggled a little bit here, but I think he, this is a year he's going to break out. He's still 3,300 love Lux. All right. Uh, I'm going with Justin Turner over 4k to hit a bomb. Who's your high priced bat today? Give me the lefty masher Nelson Cruz against Madison Bumgarner. I like that one. I like that one a whole lot. That's a fantastic call. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bregman. Um, just because that's the first guy that popped off the page. Um, I can't remember the last pick of the morning grand game. Do you remember? Uh I think it's stack. 
Stacks oh, stack score. score five or more runs. Who you got? Not in uh, course. Yeah, right. Not not in course. Uh, give me give me Washington. I know Bumgarner. Like you made good points about him not getting blown up, but that Arizona bullpen is is really bad. So uh, I like Washington. Yeah, it's some hot garbage. I'm gonna go with the A's. Uh, Watkins gonna get destroyed. I like it. All right. Any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? No, sir. Another fun, fun day of baseball on tap. Uh, excited to see how it shakes out. Yep. Well, guys, it's been fun. Stevie will be back tomorrow. We're at, and I'll actually be here too tomorrow, I think, with Stevie. <laughs> so see you guys again tomorrow. We're out of here. See you, kids. <laughs>